about uh, Lambert Bayes, Lambert Bayes, accountability and consequence. We're looking about Ein Isu Chalal Isu and the Nafkamina between Kovro Ben Rishoim Gemurim, where you bury such a person. So yesterday we had a very big Shas concept, Mipiyim Velo Miktavam, the difference between a Shtar and between, that's a written document and oral evidence and why oral evidence is so important, and the power of the story. Uh, in the way one uh, paskins, in the way one decides matters of, of halakha and din. And today we have another universal concept that comes through our chas, which is the concept of ein isur halal isur. That when something becomes asur, when something becomes forbidden, and then something else happens to it which adds to the isur, then the second isur doesn't get layered on top of the first isur. Ein isur halal isur. So, so technically, if you had... Um, a, a piece of treif meat and then you added a, a milk to the meat. There's a question whether the Cholov even applies to treif meat, but even if it does, you would have a one isur on top of the other. You just, the first isur is there. Additional isurim isur can't be layered on them. The question is, when there are two layers of isurim, you've got something is forbidden and another another prohibition is added to it, so there are two isurim on it, and we say, Ein isur chalal isur, so there's really only one. Does that mean there's really only one, or does that mean we only punish for one? We only treat it as if there's one. But but really, there are two isurim. That's really the, the topic that we're going to go into. Imagine learning that out of, of Yavamos, of these cases, of, of these permutations of Yavamot, but we will. In so doing, there's a... a very famous machloket between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon that we're going to learn. Uh, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon are both Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Yossi is the, is the Rebbe of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. So Rabbi Akiva had his five famous Talmidim at the end of his life after the 24,000 died. One of those, two of those five are Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yossi, who are close, close colleagues, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda were all part of that group. And Rabbi Shimon is Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, the author of the of the Zohar. He lived in the cave with his son Rabbi Lozor. Um, so these are you, you. You can see who we're speaking about. Um, and this chain between Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi is quite quite interesting because I spoke to you about how Rabbi Yehuda Nasi was the first systematizer. He put the Torah Shabbat into a system, the system of Shas, which is the system that we use until today. And Rabbi Berger is a wonderful Talmud Chacham who. Comments, it's worth looking at his comments on almost every shir. He's got a comment on the Facebook page. And he is an unbelievable Yadias and very, very wide. And he, um, uh, and, and he has beautiful comments. As soon as we've got our own website working, I'm going to encourage him to put his comments onto the, onto the website so that people can, can converse. And, and he has a, a, an, an approach that, that is really interesting that Rabbi Akiva actually was the one who gave birth to the way that the Mishnah is structured. Rabbi Yehuda, then Rabbi Yehuda Anasi put it all together, edited it, made it all nice. But the, the methodology of the Mishnah was actually a Rabbi Akiva method. So, and, and, and that makes sense when you understand that Rabbi Akiva handed it over to his, to his five Talmudim of whom Rabbi Yossi was on. Rabbi Yossi taught it to Rabbi Yehuda Anasi and then Rabbi Yehuda Anasi edited it into, into its final version. So we've got these two, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yossi in uh, all the, the, the personalities in this piece of Gemara. And there's a lot of discussion in Nakhra and you can't imagine how much about it. This whole issue, do both of these surim apply? Does only one of these surim apply? Is this the machlokis, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yossi? You can get completely entangled in, in the conversations. But if you just go through it, as we're going to do today, straightforward and, 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 and with clarity, 
It's, it's all very clear. And the difference between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Huda is very subtle, and Rabbi Yossi is very subtle. But from those differences, we'll understand an important principle in Hilchot Tshuva, in, in how one does uh, Tshuva and the, and the idea of Onish, the idea of punishment. Let's see how we go. So the case here, the, Rabbi Yudha Nasi is being very good to us, and he's keeping the same scenarios, one after the other, Mishnah after Mishnah, so that we don't get too confused. We're talking about Reuven and Shimon, the same Reuven and Shimon who've gotten married and died and married and died dozens of times in the last few daf. They're still around. Reuven and Shimon marry Rochel and Leah. And then what happens is that um, one, Reuven dies and then Leah dies. So now what is the din Shashimon wants to do Yibum with Rochel. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, not only can't he, um, he can never marry her, he can never, it's done, there's no way he can come near her. Because she was also at one stage, because she is the, um, the sister of his, of his wife. Rochel was his wife's sister. The Gemara then goes on and discusses what happens if he did have relations with her. He did, he did his own yibun. He decided not to go through the Bezdin and just did his own yibun. And he, mar- and he marries and lives with Rochel. So we're going to start with Rabbi Shimon, although in the, in the Brisa, in the, in the Gemara, we start, it starts with Rabbi Meir, but I'm going to start with Rabbi Shimon. We'll see why. It says Rabbi Shimon, Eino chayav ela mishum achot isha bilvad. So what is the problem now if he marries... Shimon, who was married to Leah, now marries Rochel. What is the problem with Rochel? Two problems, right? What is the one? Eshet Achiv, the wife of his brother. And number two, Achotishto, the sister of his wife. So there are two Isurim. Says Rabbi Shimon, you're only Chayev because of Achot Isha Bilvad. That, that's the only one. And the Gemara goes through and discusses. It depends in what order you these isurim chal, because you'll go by the first isur. It's, it's, when the first one lands, that's the one that stays. So in a case, the Gemara says, in such a case, the nasa meit In a case where Reuven first got married, so at that point, Shimon is still a bachelor. What is Shimon's relationship to Rochel? Achot ishto, eshet achiv, right? And then, achakach nasachai, then he marries Leah. Now there's an added isur of achot ishto, but the isur of achot ishto doesn't land. So all he's left with is the isur of eshet achiv, the wife of his brother. What's the din of the, of the isur of the wife of your brother when your brother dies childless? There's only one Isur. It's not as if they're two. There's only one Isur. She's the wife of your brother. Well, that's the case of Yibum. Let him do Yibum, asks the Gemara. Answers Rav Ashi, an, an amazing idea. Isur achot isha mitle tali v'kai. That Isur of the, the prohibition of the, your wife's sister is hovering there. It's not completely out of the picture. If the other Isur disappears, such as because of Yibum, then that Isur lands. So it's, it's held up above. So you've got the Isur of, of he, Reuven gets married. 
to Rochel. At that point, Rochel is Eshet Achiv. She is my brother's wife. She's Osu. But if at that point Reuven would die, that Isu goes away and I can do Yibu. But he doesn't die yet. First, I marry Leah. And then Leah dies. And, and meanwhile, Reuven has died as well. So now I want to do Yibum with, with Rachel. Says, explains Ravashi, it's true that there was only one Isur, and that was Eshet Achiv, the wife of my brother. It's true that that Isur moves away in a situation of Yibum. But the vacuum is filled by the other Isur which was hovering around, which is my sister's brother, my, my wife's sister. That's there, therefore I can't do Yibum. That's what Rabbi, and what's important to us is this idea that the Isra is there and it's hovering around. What about, that's all Rabbi Shimon. What about Rabbi Yossi? He says, so Rabbi Shimon says, if, if Shimon does marry Rochel, he's only Chaya for one, Achotisha. What happens if he, he does according to Rabbi Yossi? He says, Chaya v'alaya mishum eshet ach u'mishum Achotisha. He's Chaya for both of them. Both apply. Ask the Gemara, how can that be? Ain Isu Chalal Isu, and the Gemara proves that Ain Isu Chalal Isu works going to Rabbi Yossi as well. He holds it. They all hold it. That Ain Isu Chalal. You can't have two Isu. How can it be higher for both? The Gemara goes through various things to try and to try and fix it, and then eventually Rava says, Ela Omar Rava. Really, this is a case of. Um, really, this is a case of. Uh, he does hold that, that he, he holds that Isu um, is not Chalal Isu, you're right. However, it doesn't mean that he's actually higher for the two. There's only one because of Enisu Chalal Isu. But we treat it, it's Ki'ilu. You hear the children of Israel saying Ki'ilu. So it's Ki'ilu, it's as if, it's make, make believe that there were two Isurim, but there's really only one. So we're not playing children's game here. What's the Nafkimina? Oh, uh, what, what is the Mainaf uh, Kimina? So what halachic difference is there? What does it mean that it's Ki'ilu there too? There aren't two. There's only one. So what's the Ki'ilu too? No, says the Gemara. There is L'Kavro Ben Rishayim Gemurim. When, if, when he, this person dies, you bury him among the Rishayim Gemurim in the Rosh section. And nowadays in our, in our Basic Horus, we don't really have Rosh sections. Sometimes it, they, they bury really bad people on the edge not, not in the middle, they have areas where, where the tzaddikim and where tamid chachomim are buried. But in that time, there was, Rashi says, it was so finely divided, your status, your seating, the seating plan in the Bezak forest was so specific that depending on what chiyuv misa you got even, if you were executed, the ones who were executed for chenek and saif are, are less severe than the ones who were executed for skila and for, for Herrig and, and, and Saif are less severe than Skila and Srefa. So they were buried in two separate parts of the, of the cemetery so that somebody who was, was executed with Chenech was strangled in his execution. The lighter, that's the lightest form of, the most comfortable form of execution. Uh, shouldn't find himself buried next to somebody who was executed with Skila, the worst of the forms of execution because of the status levels. That's how Rashi learns it. And that will be a difference. You, do, you bury this person with Rishoyim, even though he only did one Avera. There are lots of people who did have one Avera. No, he didn't. He did two. And for that reason, you bury him among, among Rishoyim. Tosfah says it doesn't mean Rishoyim Gemurim. It means among Rishoyim like him. You just don't bury him in the, in the place of, of the Tzadikim. So what do we see here? That according to Rabbi Yossi, there are two Isurim. It's just you don't punish for both. 
Because if there weren't two Isurim, why would it make a difference where you bury him? So there, so there are two Isurim, but you only punish for one. What about Rabbi Shimon? So remember that that statement of Rav Ashi, that this, the second Isur hovers above and fills the vacuum if the first Isur moves away, that was according to Rabbi Shimon. That was Rav Ashi explaining Rabbi Shimon. So you've got to say according to Rabbi Shimon also, I agree, says Rabbi Shimon, that the first one is in place. But if the first one is in place, why would what, what does Rabbi Shimon hold about burial? No, you can't differentiate between the burial. You've got to bury, you bury him normally like anybody else. But he's done two Isurim. What's the machlekes, Rabbi Shimon and, and Rabbi Yossi? Says Tosfus to clarify it. Rabbi Shimon savar de afal pish yesh ba'avera zu shnei isurin kivan de lo mechayev el achada en kovin oto atzorishen gemurim. There is so much in this Tosfus and those few words that I've just read. The first one is, there's a difference between the isur and the chiyuv. You can be over an isur, you, can't, you can transgress a prohibition but not be chayev, not be obligated to punishment. Not everything that is forbidden has a punishment attached to it. And we mustn't look at things and say, well, it's not a, it's not a chi of misa. There's not even, it's not even a chi of malchus. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's not allowed, even if it's midrabon, and if it's not allowed, we ca- we, we've performed an isr. Is there a punishment for it? No, there isn't. And Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon holds, burying him in a separate place among the Rishoyim, that is punishment. And we've just said you don't punish. Yes, he's done the Isra, and here's what's important. And you can skirt the whole argument among the Achronim. Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon, according to Tosfus, clearly both hold that both Isurim are there. That one doesn't disappear. It doesn't just evaporate because it can't land. It's there. It's hovering. It's there. Both agree that there's no real Onesh. There's no punishment. For two, you can only punish for one. What is their machloket? What do they disagree on? Is burying them somewhere else punishing for two? Or, or only for, or, 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 we, or you shouldn't. If burying them somewhere else is punishing for two, you can't bury them somewhere else because they're But Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yossi holds, it's not, that's not a punishment. It's just, that's where you bury people. It's in the laws of Kavura. It's not about a punishment. It's just about the cemetery laws. It's for the Frikadisha to take care of that. It's not. It's got nothing to do with it, with with punishment. But Rabbi Shimon holds it is punishment, and therefore, since there is no chiyuv onesh, although there are two yisurim, there's no chiyuv onesh, and therefore you won't put him in, in that in that burial place. Why is this very important? It affects what it really affects. It affects many areas. But think of teshuva. So if a person has done two isurim, do you have to, you say, I only have to do tshuva on one because the other one doesn't apply. No, you still have to do tshuva on both. But it goes even further. If you look at the posuk in that, that I bring in, in Shmos and Parshas Bo, where Moshe and Aaron come to Paro and they say to him, Hashem said, Ad matai me anta le anot mi panai. How long have you refused Le'anot. Le'anot could mean to respond, to answer. But that's not how Unculus translates it. Unculus says, le'it kan'ad, comes from Loshan ani. You have not impoverished yourself. You have not humbled yourself before me. How long is it going to take? I've given you all this punishment. I've shown you. I've talked to you. I've yelled at you. And you're still not, it kan'ad, you're still not surrendering to me. That's what an ani is. And the Reish Kochma says in the beginning of Shara Anova that the word anava, milat anava nigzara milashon ani ve'inui. 
And anava comes from ani, being poor and afflicted. And anava means to feel that. What is an ani person? A person who's, who's poor and afflicted feels he's got nothing. There is no ego. I am nothing. I own nothing. That feeling of surrender, I'm, I, I'm not attached to anything. That's what an ani is. An ani is unattached to, to anything. And there can be an ani caused by economic reasons. And there can be an ani caused as a value. I want to live as an ani. That doesn't mean I live without money. It means I live without attachment to money. And that's what, what the um, Moshe is, is saying to Paro. Why are you not detaching yourself from your power? Detaching yourself from your throne? Detaching yourself from the politics? Just deal with us on the basis of what Hashem wants. Why are you still attached? Why have you not become an Ani yet? So what does punishment do? Punishment helps us detach. That's what punishment does. It helps us feel Aniyut. If we can't do it alone, if we can't do it by ourselves, Hashem brings various afflictions and that helps us. It's a chesed that even in, in Yisurin, even in suffering, there is a chesed because Hashem wants us to get to the place, point of detachment. The whole purpose of living here is to eventually to detach so that your ego is free and you're not attached to the things around you and then you can eventually go to Alam Haba peacefully. And the whole process of life from childhood till old age is a slow process of detachment. And, and suffering sometimes helps us along that road, unfortunately, if we can't do it ourselves. So what now? Now I've got to ask you, who's the Machmi, Rabbi Shimon or Rabbi Yossi? Here you'll see the Bechidosh. Who's the Machmi? Rabbi Yossi says, you hire for two. Rabbi Shimon says, only for one. Who's the more severe view? Well, you would obviously say Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi, because Rabbi Yossi says Yuchai for two, and I will argue Rabbi Shimon's most of it. Because Rabbi Yossi says that there can be a punishment for two, and the result of that is you'll be buried in a funny place, and that's suffering for the soul. But with that comes Chula. Rabbi Shimon says, no ways. You, can, you get suffering for the one. You're punished for the one thing. For the other, you have to do Chula alone, without the help of punishment. A person gets malchus, that's a chesed, that helps him do tshuva. A person suffers, that helps him do tshuva. When there's no tshuva, when there's, and there are times where the, the, the Rambam, the Ramban talk about with Paro also, that the ability to do tshuva is removed. Hashem hardened Paro's heart, all the Pesach stuff we're doing. Hashem hardens Paro's heart means he took away from him the freedom to do tshuva. When, when there isn't Yisurim, when you refuse to detach, when you refuse to become ani, there isn't detachment, then tshuva is not even possible. And, and, and so Rabbi Shimon is the harsher one. Rabbi Shimon says, no burying them among, tzadik, among Rishoyim. That would be too, way, too easy and out. He actually has to do tshuva for it. And he has to do tshuva for it without the assistance of the suffering that can otherwise make, make tshuva uh, easier. And that's something we need to be aware of, it, not to link together punishment and wrongdoing. There can be wrongdoing that doesn't have punishment to it. And we need to raise our children with that understanding. The fact that there wasn't consequence doesn't mean it wasn't wrong. The fact that it's not illegal doesn't mean it's not unethical and it's not wrong. One has to be able to separate those two things out. As we see Tos was explaining so clearly, there's Isur and there's Chiyuv. You're not Chayev, true. You're not going to have your head chopped off. But you should know you've committed an Isur. What you've done is still wrong. And we need to be able to educate ourselves and our children and everybody we can influence in the understanding of that separation between Israel and Kriyav.